welcome to the Why God Why podcast. We are brought to you by Browncroft Community Church. We respond to the questions that you don't feel comfortable asking in church. Today, we have a very fascinating question. It's why can't I feel the Holy Spirit with Roger Breedlove? He is a local pastor in Rochester. He'll share a little bit more of his story. We're here with our fantastic producer, Nathan Yoder, my illustrious co-host, or our illustrious co-host, Aaron Mercer. Aaron, before we get started with this, what do you think about this topic? So I should just tell Pastor Roger real quick, we're trying to figure out like a good way to describe Peter at the beginning of the, he always throws out the illustrious <laughs> and I, we got to figure out a good, a good one for him. Um, no, I think this is a great, uh, this is a great episode, a great conversation. Um, it's something I think a lot of people wonder about. A lot of people right. think about whether they're, uh, whether they are part of a church or not, um, they have probably come across this question one way or another. Mm -hmm. And so um, I'm really excited about it. So thank you so awesome. much, Pastor Roger, for being here with us today. Thank and you for the invite. Yeah, I, well, I wondered, would you mind, before we kind of got into the question, could you give our listeners just a little bit of, uh, you know, we, we're thankful we've gotten to interact with you a bit okay. here at Browncroft and I've, uh, I've loved your messages you've preached here. So for thank sure. you so much and awesome. for the ways our churches have worked together. Um, but could you give a little uh, overview for, um, our listeners, just on how you even how'd you get involved in the ministry here at Rochester? Uh, actually, it's it's amazing because I, you know, my story. I don't think my story is is uh, like as illustrious probably as <laughs> as you guys' story. How you guys came to the Lord and all those kind of things. But but I grew up. Of course, I grew up in Rochester. I am a Rochesterian. Um, I am uh, 64 years old. We'll be married. Uh, I'll be married 41 years to my uh, awesome wife coming up in July the 4th. And how we got started, uh, how I got started in ministry, she was, uh, of course, she was saved before before I got saved. And so it was probably in our second year of marriage where she had, of course, invited me to church. But I, I remember saying to her, I'm not coming up there. Um, I see some of those guys kind of embracing one another and different things like that. I'm not about that, and didn't didn't really know any, anything about about mm -hmm. the things of God, so to speak. And so I remember her coming home one day, and she said to me, she said, "I'm not going to ask you to come to church with me anymore." She said, "I've turned you over to the Lord." And so <laughs> and so I said, I said, "Man, that's that's great." I said, "That's that's fine with me." So that means I can continue to stay home. On Sundays, watch a football game, watch some basketball, whatever I wanted wanted to do in that time, that span when she was uh, uh, there. And so I remember uh, now, kind of hindsight, knowing how prayer works. And you know, there's there's a scripture in the Bible that says, two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything they sh they shall ask, I'll I'll be able to be granted to them." Now I was in agreement with her about her turning me over to the Lord. Didn't know it at the time <laughs> when I was saying it. But what ended up happening, I remember um, me one Sunday morning getting up and I, and I said to myself, I'm gonna go up to this church just to see who's talking to my wife. That's basically the only reason I went. And so I go up there and I hear about the birth, the death, the resurrection, and the ascension of Jesus Christ. And kind of the rest is kind of history, so to speak. And so the Lord actually, uh, I was a member at Enon Missionary Baptist Church for about 15 years. I was a officer over there, I was a deacon over there, then got called, of course, called to the ministry there. And after about uh, about five years there as a minister, I just felt a tug on my life as far as to start uh, start a ministry. I know going to the ministry, but I didn't know a lot of things. But at the same time, um, it, it was a gentleman out of California that I had been um, 
kind of keeping my eyes on. And so when, when I really got called um, and the Lord said to me, I want you to preach my word, I remember saying to him, because I was in a Baptist church, and you have to understand in a Baptist church they do a lot of preaching. Well, I knew I was a, teach a teacher because we were teaching Sunday school, and that was just my my cup of tea, so to speak. So I knew that. Um, but uh, so when I when I got when I got called into the ministry, and the Lord said He want me to preach His word, I said I can't do that. Well, the that I'm not going to get into the that, but the that He knew what I was talking about. I wanted to be the same person uh, Monday through Saturday on Sunday morning. Hmm. And so, but God said, no, I, I, I didn't ask you to do that. And so I remember watching a gentleman on television teaching the Bible, teaching the Word of God. He had a Bible in his hand and the people was in the audience that was taking notes. And I remember saying to God, okay, I can see myself doing that. And he said, that's what I want you to do. I want mm -hmm. you to go teach my people. But he told me to, he wanted me to teach his people four things. Once they receive Christ as Savior and confess him as Lord, he wanted them to teach, he wanted me to teach them who they are in Christ, where they are in Christ, what they have in Christ, and what they can do in Christ. Hmm. And so that's kind of my story, how we uh, actually came into the ministry. Of course, we started in Christ New Hope Ministry about 23 years ago. Uh, we started on Brooks Avenue. After two and a half years, we moved to the town of Henrietta, and we've been there. We built an edifice there, uh, probably about eleven, about eleven years ago, and so that's kind of where we are wow. at this time. Is that is that uh, the four points you laid out there? Is that where the, the name of the church in Christ New Hope comes from? No, because what what happened is that I, I was trying. We were trying to. I was trying to name that church everything, but in but. Uh, in Christ, New Hope Ministry. I was trying to name it In Christ Baptist, dot, 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 <laughs> dot, dot. So all kind of Pentecostal. I'm trying to do everything. And he said, no, I want you to name the church In Christ. So, yeah, what you were saying. In Christ, in the anointed one, and in his anointing, new expectancy. Because that's what the word hope, mm. hope means. So that's where it, it kind of everything wow. blossomed from. So mm. Wow. That's a good jumping point here. Oh, I know. There's a lot. So... You know, our question is, why can't I feel the Holy Spirit? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And, you know, I can imagine our listeners right now are kind of like, <laughs> Roger just kind of told his story, and he kind of mentioned there were times that God talked with him and stuff, mm -hmm. and I, I want to explore that, but I want to go back to the Sunday morning that you said, my wife wants me to go to church, right. and I'm just going to go check it out. Right. So... As you look back, did you see the Holy Spirit at work in you or like, cause sometimes people don't feel it. Did, and I, did I even, did I see the Holy Spirit? I, I didn't even know of a Holy Spirit. That's what they said in the book of Acts, right? No, I, I didn't see any of those things happening. All I knew, what what hindsight now, as as we were talking before and what, what my wife said, I'm not going to, now you have to understand a, a little of the backdrop there is that she was going to this particular class where they were really teaching on the Holy Spirit, they was teaching on uh, the works of the Holy Spirit, what He does, His activities, uh, and so they would start making making different confessions at the end of each class. Like, okay, and then she said that. She, now, of course, this is about fifteen years later too. Uh, she said they would say things about husband, spouses, different things. She said, okay, that's my husband, that's my husband. I, I received that Lord, that's my husband. Now, I don't know anything about this stuff that she's making this confession about. So I didn't know anything about the Holy Spirit. And that's the great thing about mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit is that when you pray, 
we are to believe that we receive what we have prayed for. Mm. So she had made her petition to God. She comes along with me and said, I'm not going to ask you to come anymore. I've turned you over to the Lord. Like a spiritual dummy, I say, yeah, right, good, fine. I can stay home now. Not understanding that I'm in, in agreement with what she said because I said, that's fine, great, you turned me over to the Lord. Now I have this tug, don't know what the tug is. You know, and so what people say about the Holy Spirit, you know, uh, something told me I had a feeling. So we'll we'll talk about the Holy Spirit and, and all of those aspects. Um, I had a feeling it. Uh, that, no, he's a person. He's the person of the Holy Spirit. Hmm. And the reason I always use that term and I've probably been using that term for over 20, some 25 years. The reason I've always used that term is, is because uh, as you start looking, we've seen pictures, so-called pictures of the father. Hmm. We've seen so-called pictures of Jesus Christ, but I always like to ask our congregation this question, who have ever seen a picture of the Holy Spirit? So the only way, so if I don't know Peter, but but what I can do, someone sends me a bio of, of Peter, guess what? I have some type of incl inclination of what Peter is like, uh, the things that he likes, the things that he doesn't like. And so that's what we started doing when we started this particular series with the Holy Spirit. We said, we're gonna allow the Bible to describe to us who the Holy Spirit is. And so we found out that, you, you know, that he could be grieved. We found out that, um, that, that, he, that he could be lied to, just a whole lot of things. And, and, and we said to ourselves, man, it seems like he's there describing a person. And that's where, so this urge that, that to come to the church was, uh, now I know now, didn't know it then. I'm thinking, let me go up here and see who's talking to my wife. But at the whole, at the, all the at all all that time, the Holy Spirit is tugging on me, leading me. I don't have a clue, but He's leading me to the place where He always wanted me to be from day one. We're, we're going to talk about that series. I love I love how you're kind of bringing some context. And so, first of all, what did you do between the 15 years of showing up on Sunday morning and deciding to become a pastor? Um, whatever I wanted to do. Okay. You tell me when I wasn't a Christian. No, no, no. Between I thought I thought I heard you say you became a Christian, right? And then I was at Enon for fifteen years. Yeah, right. Well, when I was at Enon, basically, me and my wife taught Sunday school ages. I think it was a junior class. I think, and we taught that class for about uh, ten years. So we had um, uh, ages, I think, nine through twelve. So it was awesome. I loved it uh, because I, I fell in love with, of course, just with the Word of God. It, it was like. The, the teaching ministry, almost like you you, you, you put a coin inside of a, um, let's just say you, you, you're buying a drink or something, you put the coin inside of the machine, and it was like the um, that, that coin dropping down in that machine, it was like the, the teaching ministry, the teaching gift dropped in my spirit. I just knew that I knew that I knew that I just wanted to teach the Word of God. So in those, in those 15 years, I was um, a student of the Word, of course, at uh, in a missionary Baptist church, as far as attending Bible class and teaching, and excuse me, excuse me, doing a lot of things within the city, uh, outreaches, teaching at different uh, youth. Um, so I was doing whatever I can. Mm. I, I, I would preach to, I would teach uh, to some flowers if they stay there long <laughs> enough for me to listen to. So, what so, I, with with your. Um did you work at Enon, or did you have another career at the? Oh, I, I, no, I worked. I worked at um, uh, Xerox uh, Corporation oh. for about twenty-five years. I worked in um, 
uh, manufacturing for about 25 years. So I was there, and it was kind of interesting there because when I first went there to in Christ, in Christ, when I first went there to Xerox, I, I wasn't saved the first four, four and a half years that I was there. And so I got laid off, and, and I never forget this. And this is, you're bringing some things up, Pete, that I didn't, I forgot about. But I got laid off in like 1982, and I'll never forget. It was this young lady that was there. She was a she was a Christian, and we were getting ready to clock out. I never forget. It was in '84, and we was getting ready to clock out. And um, in the midst of it was our last day, and as we was getting ready to clock out, a lot of people were saying a lot of different things. And so she made this statement. I wasn't saved. She said, "This could be a blessing in the sky." to some of us. Mm-hmm. And I and so of course I'm not safe, so I say blessing in the sky is not a blessing. I'm getting laid off. I gotta take care of my family and I'm just going out da 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 and not understanding. When I got laid off, I got saved about a year after I got laid off. Mm. So one one last personal question oh. then let's talk about this because this is powerful because mm-hmm. you know a lot of time in our life we're looking at like life right here. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing is you're kind of giving us perspective of saying you look back and you see the Holy Spirit working. Oh, absolutely. And and I guess I'm kind of curious, like you made a huge career decision. Like mm. you switched from, you know, working manufacturing, working a Monday through Friday job to becoming a pastor. Mm-hmm. Like how did you, because I think part of the question is, how much do I listen to other people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how much do I listen to kind of that voice in my head? Mm-hmm. How much do I listen to the Holy Spirit? Like, how did you navigate all of that? Because you made a significant career change that looking back, seems like it was the right decision. Right. So, yeah, walk <laughs> us through that. Well, when I got laid off, um, I um, my wife was still working, so she would she worked afternoons. And so I would take her to work. And I live, at the time, we live right across the street from my, my mom. So I would take her to work at 3, and then I would come back home, and I basically would just um, uh, study the Bible, just read the Bible. And that went on probably for about uh, a little over a year. Mm. And so I just kind of saturated myself with the Word of God. So now what's, what's happening now, I'm starting to get familiar with the voice of God. Mm. Not uh, and not even some. I just they they just said that you know you, you you're you're Christian. You need to start reading the Bible. So I'm I'm just reading the Bible, but I'm falling in love with the Bible. I'm falling in love with the Word of God. So I started taking the words off the pages of the Bible and applying them to my everyday life. Because I believe this: if this word is not if if it's if God is God and and He tells us that He wants. Um, us to study his word this word has to be applicable to my everyday life because mm. if it's not applicable to my everyday life I'm wasting my time I don't need to know about once upon a time I need to know what can I use right now mm. uh, in my everyday life that uh, that can benefit not only me but my but show me how to raise my family show me how to be a good husband show me how to be a good brother in the Lord all the above and everything in which I'm endeavoring to do, this has to be applicable. It has to be applicable to my everyday life. Mm-hmm. And, and if not, then I just, this mm-hmm. is just me personally, I think that I'm wasting my time. Mm. Wow, it's so, it's so good to hear um, some of your, your story on how you, how you got to 
um, first to church in the first place and then and became a pastor. And uh, I don't know, I, I, loved, I love hearing stories anyway, so it's kind of fun <laughs> for me. But I did want to um, just quickly say, too, uh, I, I love that we have a, today we have a live studio audience, actually. Um, if, uh, if anyone is watching this, on, if they're not listening, if they're watching on YouTube, um, Pastor Roger and I, and maybe Peter, too, have looked off screen a little bit. So Pastor Roger's lovely bride is here. We're really <laughs> grateful for that. So, um, you know, and she's also making sure we check our facts. Right. So anyways, uh, I thought if someone was watching that, they might want to wonder what's going on. Okay. Um, no, but I also want to acknowledge, thank you so much for being Amen. here. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really curious, you know, you mentioned a couple of times the recent sermon series that you've, you've been a message series on the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, um, on who he is. And, um, I'm really, uh, I just want to learn more about that, but I think actually what I'd love to know is how did that, how did you even get to that series in the first place? Or you, you talked about how you have gotten to know the voice of God. Mm-hmm. You've gotten to, you know, you were listening to him and, um, and you felt called into being a full-time pastor. Um, but, but, you know, do you feel like, is the reason that you even started this series, you wanted to go deeper on mm-hmm. it yourself, but did you sense that people in your congregation, maybe they're kind of where you were at that 50, when you first started going to church right. and trying to learn about who, who God is, what, what was the catalyst for this series? Well, well usually what, what happened, usually around the November time frame, it's amazing that God, the way God deals with all of us. And the thing that I love about God is that he'll always meet us. Of course, this is hindsight again. God, he'll always meet us where we are. So usually always around the November time frame, our theme for the year, he'll always start dropping that in my spirit. Mm. And so I, I just I just sense that, um, okay, because I'm always saying to the Lord, okay, Lord, where do you want to take us um, this year? What are the, some of the things that you want to do with us? Um, you, you know every heart that's in this um congregation or the people that view and so what what are we going to do and he said and he said to me um I, w- I want you to teach this series on on the holy spirit on the third person of the godhead because what ends up happening is that uh, as as i said before we know about god we what we think we know about god we know about jesus christ he's the savior of the world but about this Holy Spirit, who who is He? And and now the Bible says that He is the one um, that Jesus introduced, right? Hmm. So under the old covenant, you you saw um, it's been primarily uh, noted as the work of the Father. In the new covenant, it's been primarily the work of the Son, Jesus Christ. But in our present age, now you you see the work of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You you see, especially in like in, in like a, a few chapters. I, I, I love these chapters in John, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen. You start seeing where Jesus is really. I, I did a series one one time. It was called just on conversational prayer. But one of the things that we started talking about when you look at that thirteenth chapter, you start seeing Jesus washing the feet of his disciples. You start you see where. He starts saying, "Someone is one of you guys are gonna, gonna gonna deny me." Then you also start seeing where 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 uh, actually Judas himself, uh, uh, of course, turned Jesus over to the establishment. But then what? Then then what starts happening in chapter fourteen? You start seeing now how um, he tells them all these things. But then he said, "Don't let your heart be troubled." 
right? Mm. And then he then he starts something, but but his whole objective is now he's getting ready to leave. He's getting ready to go to the cross. He's getting ready to go to the Father. So now what he's doing, he's he's leaving a, a last minute instruction on how to conduct kingdom business while he's away. Hmm. And so now what does he start doing? He start introducing the person of the Holy Spirit. And he starts saying, you know, of course, there's many things I want to say to you, but you're not able to. But but when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he'll lead you and guide you into all truth. So now so now you, you start seeing how Jesus is is introducing him. So you so this is the other part that I saw that I never saw before is that the Father God never wanted us to be alone. He always wanted, God always wanted a family, always. But the challenge, not that God has any, any challenges, but the challenge that God was going to experience is was making that family just as righteous as he is. In, in other words, he never wanted us to be afraid of him. He always wanted to commune with us. So now, now you see... Uh, now you, you see Jesus actually introducing the person of the Holy Spirit. And, and so when, when I started seeing this, I said, man, this is what we really need at this particular time. We, we need to build a relationship with the most important person in this earth realm today. And so as I started looking at that in the Holy Spirit, he started saying to me, he said, listen, he said, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is more important than the United States of America. Hmm. The Holy Spirit is more important than the group of seven. The Holy Spirit is more important than any psychiatrist, all the psychiatrists put together. He has more knowledge of all the books that we have in our library. And so I asked the question, why? And this is what the Lord said to me. He said, because he is the most important person on this earth realm, because he is the, he is the one God that God the Father and Jesus Christ the Son put their stamp of approval on because all of them he was sent to complete the work so god the father started talking about the holy spirit jesus the son started talking about the holy spirit so now if if they're talking about him he must be somebody that we need to probably Hmm. build a relationship with and that's how the the series actually just came about i'm curious what what um as you've been going through this series what what's um, role that the Holy Spirit can play in our lives if we let Him. Um, or, I mean, He's God, so He can do what God can right. do whatever He wants. But, but what what role has kind of resonated the most with people in your congregation as a comforter, counselor? I mean, is some what, what? Well, well, that's I think you you just knocked it out the park right right there. In the 16th chapter of, of John, Jesus makes this declaration. He says, it, it, "It's it's expedient it's expedient unto me that I go away." Hmm. He said because. If I don't go away, the comforter can't come, won't hmm. come, can't come. Because now think about it. When they were in Jerusalem, then all the Holy Spirit was in Jerusalem. But but there may have been some things going on in Capernaum, but the Holy Spirit is in Jerusalem. So Jesus said, it's expedient that I, if, that I go away, because if I don't go away, um, the Holy Spirit can't come. He said... Um, we call him the Holy Spirit, but if you look at that same verse, I think it's in, in John 16, 7, but from the Amplified, he gives all those different superlatives about the Holy Spirit. He's the counselor, what you just said. He's the counselor. He's a standby. He's a strengthener. Da, 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 da. So, so if he doesn't go away, 
he said he's not going to come because, and, and so he says, I'm going to send you another comforter. So, of course, Jesus had to be the first comforter. So he's saying it. So what he's saying is that if I don't, if I don't go away, because Jesus' objective was always to get himself duplicated, right? And there, this is the reason being is because he calls himself the son of man. That's what Jesus calls himself. But so he 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 was Jesus was is he was the son of God. But when he came into this earth realm, he he didn't come into this earth realm as the son of God because we could never duplicate the works of the son of God. That's a whole different animal. So he he refers to himself as the son of man. He so he was the son of man anointed by the spirit of God. So what so we can duplicate the works of a man. In other words, Peter can show me how to do something right now and I can duplicate that. So Jesus it was it was very important that he said about himself they called himself the son of man. So now he's going to duplicate himself with these 12 uh disciples that he had and that's my objective if 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 we can say if we understand what what really the the uh the uh the the, the really the purpose of the Holy Spirit is that because all of us are going to, when we disperse this place, we're going to go to different places. But the Holy Spirit can be just as effective. Why? Because he's in you. He's in, he's mm. in you. He's in me. He's in, so, so now we can still be as effective. But when Jesus was in this earth realm, um, it, it, when the Holy Spirit, when they went to Jerusalem, that's where the Holy Spirit was at. So now Jesus, his objective is getting himself uh, duplicated. And that's what my objective in this particular series is, is to let each and every one of, in each and every one of our, 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 our current congregants know, build a relationship with him because he really is the teacher of the church. And so I was sharing with them, we are the church individually, but then we are the body of Christ collectively so now i can get more work done at, because i have more people that have this person of the holy spirit that's leading them and guiding them into all truth and he is the one that has the plans mm. for the church you know so as a church and for our listeners roger just went deep into the trinity the <laughs> divinity and humanity of jesus and you know, one of the things I love is just kind of you walk this tension of deep theology, but also application. And so <laughs> kind of like I, I feel like a lot of this next generation is, isn't asking, is Christianity right? Right. They're asking, does it work? So so I, I guess my question to you is right now, as we record this, there's Russia and Ukraine. Right. Right now, we're we're still kind of in the middle of a pandemic. It doesn't seem like the news is good. Mm -hmm. I don't feel the Holy Spirit. That's mm -hmm. probably where this question's mm -hmm. coming from. Mm -hmm. What would you say to that person of, why does this even work? Well, when you say that you don't feel the Holy Spirit, and, and, and I, would, I would agree wholeheartedly, and that's why when I always refer to him, I refer to him as the person of the Holy Spirit, mm. because he's not a feeling. And, and for so long, we have, because the enemy's objective, of course, I have always, you know, Jesus said it like this. He said, I'm going to tell you why the thief came, and then I'm going to tell you why I came. He said, the thief come to do three things in John 10.10, 10, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And then he said, okay, now I'm going to tell you why I came. The only reason that I came is that you might have life, that word life, zoe, 
got kind, got quality of life. I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. So the only life that God came or Jesus came to give us, excuse me, was the abundant life. So now, this abundant life that I have, and Jesus said, I, I want you, I, I'm going to give you my life, but in order for you to have my life, Rogers, you're going to have to come to an end of yourself. Mm. So once you, once you get out the way, allow me, Roger, to live my life through you. As a matter of fact, I'll make you look smart if you, if you allow me to live my life through. So, so when we start, again, when, when we, all these things are going on, and I say I don't feel the Holy Spirit, that's because, again, that's the feelings is a part of our senses, correct? Because everything that we've learned before we came into the things of God, we learned it from our five senses. And now once we receive Jesus as Savior and confess him as the Lord of our life, now that's what faith is all about. Because now faith, faith is, in its simplest term, is just acting on what you believe, right? Mm. So if that's true, then, then when it comes to feelings, and that's where the enemy really would like to keep us at in our feelings, because I could wake up tomorrow morning and say, I don't feel like I'm married, but I, you know, I ain't married. <laughs> so our feelings and our emotions has nothing to do with it. Now, I don't minimize feelings and emotions. I just don't allow them to dictate to mm-hmm. me how I'm going to act, what I'm going to do. I allow the Word of God uh, be, because the Bible said, of course, the, ju- the just shall live by faith. So you could ask the question, well, how long do you live in a 24-hour period? You live 24 hours. So, so, so I, I, don't, I don't base my feeling, feeling the Holy Spirit on, on how I deal with the Holy Spirit. I deal with the Holy Spirit based on what the Word of God has to say about him. So when those particular situations in Ukraine, and, and, and really that, that, that Ukraine situation is very dear to our heart as In Christ New Hope Ministry because it was a young man that was playing the violin in our congregation for, for a few months. He's actually over there now, and so um, um, they interviewed him from here, some kind of way, well, they interviewed him. But, 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 so, but we, can, we can be effective in all, in all those things. Well, how? By really uh, praying and, and taking our rightful position, our authority, those particular things. So, so, it's, it's, so the Holy Spirit, what he'll do, he'll lead us, right? He'll lead us and guide us into all truth. So there'll be some things that are going on that he'll, he'll nudge us and say, you know what, Roger, you really do need to pray about this Ukraine situation. I really do need for you to be interceding for these particular people at this particular time. This is going on. So if I'm in close proximity with the Holy Spirit, which I am, if I'm if I'm very sensitive to his leading, which I am, I say, okay, okay, Holy Spirit, today, this, you know, we get up and we say, this is the day that the Lord has made. Okay, Lord, what do you really want me to do today? What, what, are, what are some of the things that you want me to focus on today? And so from that particular uh, thing I, why why I don't feel him? He's not a feeling. Please uh, understand that. If you guys don't hear anything yeah. I say today, please understand that he is not a feeling. He is a person. He's in this. He's he's part of the Godhead, and uh, he's the most important person in this earth realm today. So what I what I think I hear you saying is, like why Christianity works. You're not just out in the middle of nowhere trying to listen to the Holy Spirit, no. but you're saying, no, no, no. you're saying 
my habit, yeah. you know, because we've been talking, is to read the Bible. Right. I'm in community at church. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> there's times where I might feel the Holy Spirit, I might not. Right, right, right. But because the Holy Spirit's a person, it's a relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's through these habits that you begin to sense or feel. Is that the way you'd explain it? Sense. I'll use the word sense. In, okay. in, in other words, because there is a sensing um, that, that, that he will, because he, he's there to lead us and guide us into all truth. Hmm. So, so the, the reason, the only reason I know the leading, the sensing of the spirit, the sensing him leading us, uh, whatever, in whatever direction he's leading us in, is because I, I've become, by, because of reading the word of God, I familiarize him, himself because uh, this is where he's going to speak from. That this is where he, he's going to always give us. It'll be a, a thin line that that that's 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 to the point where he's. I know when he says something, it, it's it's it, well. Jesus said it like this: my my sheep know my voice. Now the only reason I know his voice, we know his voice, is because we've spent some time. The only reason I know my wife's voice is in, in her uh, uh, attributes, some different things about is because we spent time. And it's the same principle. I think what we try to do, we try to make things kind of spooky with people. And I think that's why sometimes, be it our listeners or someone, it, it, they say, no, nah, I don't want that church stuff. No, nah, it's kind of spooky. No, no, no. It's it's our it's in our everyday life. So my leading of the person of the Holy Spirit and sensing that, and not a feel, but a sensing him leading me in a certain way is because I'm very aware and sensitive to his voice. And I'm asking every morning, I'm saying, okay, what are we doing today? Hmm. And so I want to make it as, as I like to use this terminology, reasoning from the known to the unknown. Mm -hmm. In other words, I know what I know Okay, then then God can take me deeper. So the first thing what I want to do in the morning, I want to ask, okay, good morning, Holy Spirit. Okay, what what are we doing today? I know some of the things that if I, I know I have a few meetings, uh, like I, I met with Pastor Rob a, a few weeks ago. I said, all right, Lord, what do you want? What do you want me to? What do you want us to focus in on? What what are some of the things that we need to talk about? Or or you know you know I'm meeting with him. Then it may he may not. So I'm not writing out a list and say, okay, you need to say this to Rob at at uh, twelve or five. You need to see they say this at ten at, at twelve. Da da. No, it, it's just you, I'm 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 putting it out there. And so then it's going to be just a flow now. It's going to be a flow now versus me saying, okay, I got to do this, time to do this, if that makes spiritual sense. So um, one more, because I think even what you're saying is, hey, go about your day. Right. Like, but recognize that God is always with you. Absolutely. And so like, because in the Bible, it says things like pray without ceasing, Mm -hmm. which kind of seems impossible. Right. Uh But you're saying, hey... As you go into these meetings, mm-hmm. as you engage people, yes, as you do your tasks, maybe just keep in mind and be aware right. that God might be working through the Holy Spirit in you. Absolutely. Because this is the thing. We've already gotten up in the morning. We've already prayed. And so what we end up doing is praying our day. Now, in the midst of already praying our day through, when things happen, you've already invited God in. So it's it's not anything surprising to him. It's like, oh, okay, the Lord said, man, I didn't see that coming, Roger. No, no, no. <laughs> we, we've already invited him, man. We, so so our day, whatever is, is corresponding, I'm, I'm trusting because I've already given it to him. Mm-hmm. I've already thanked him for the day. I've already prayed about my health for the day. I've already prayed about my children for the day, whatever the case may be. So now it's, it's just like we're, we're in fellowship. 
and, and see, think about it. The word fellowship in the Greek is the word koinonia, and it just means uh, equal sharing. It just means like like we're in conversation now. We're sharing. You know, I'm I'm listening. Uh, you probably you guys are probably doing a little more listening today than usual. But but I'm, you guys are listening to me. But at the same time, I'm listening to you. That's what fellowship mm-hmm. is all about. I think we make it kind of spooky, but fellowship is just an equal sharing. Mm. Do you think uh, Do you think there's you know while your your church is going through this series, think there's anybody in your congregation who's uh, Kind of like your wife back a, a long time ago said she's going to let the let God deal with you, like, turn you over to the Holy Spirit. Do you think there are people that are absolutely? Go, uh, <laughs> so that's a, that's a, well, I actually had a reason for that question too. Yeah, but I thought yeah. it was really it's it's I love it. Um, I guess kind of jumping off that question. Mm-hmm. So let's say someone is you know um, sort of maybe does think that this whole conversation feels a little bit out there or spooky mm-hmm. or whatever because right. they're not you know they might be have maybe they tangentially are connected to a church maybe they're not quite sure they want to check out a church i don't mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. um how would they know if the uh, I mean, we can talk about people who are christians also mm-hmm. but how would they know how would each of those kind of people know that maybe the holy spirit is at work in their lives what, what how could they even sense the? not i don't want to say i loved how you said that the Holy Spirit is not a feeling. He's mm-hmm. not a for- he's not a feeling. He's not a force. He's mm-hmm. a person. Right. But how can um, how could someone kind of be attentive to the work of the Holy Spirit in their life if they don't know what to look for? Well, well, first of all, I I, I think that um, God has placed on the inside of every individual mm-hmm. who's ever came into this earth realm a void that only He can fill. Mm-hmm. And so we may think that this is what I'm looking for. Oh, yes, yeah, the house. I, I got the house. Or it could be the, the wife, or it could be whatever the case may be. But that, but you'll never be totally, totally at peace until the prince, of course, the prince of peace lands in our heart, and we really start allowing him to work in and through our lives. So I, I, think, I, I think just the way that people are, God is always going to have someone um, in in one of our families, to pray for us for and and, and sooner or later, I, I just trust. I have a I have another I have enough faith in God that what God did in Jesus Christ is more powerful mm-hmm. than what the enemy did in Adam. So I I, I trust that, and that's where my uh, where I, I hang my hat at that 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 God will always prevail irregardless of, of where we are. Um, and, and even in these times in, in which we are right now and what's going on over in Ukraine, and um, I trust our God. I, mm. I trust, I trust um, the angels of the Lord as they continue to hearken unto the voice of the Lord our God. And so I just believe that as we put God's word on our tongue, that the angels of the Lord will hearken to our voice as well. You know it's probably even you could make the argument if you're listening to this episode. It's probably the Holy Spirit <laughs> that's leading. <laughs> right, um, right. I, I don't want to jump that far off, mm-hmm. but um, <clears throat> so let, let me throw an example from this morning, and we can have some fun. Oh, Aaron's like all ready for this. He has no idea what's going to come. I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm, it's, this <clears throat> is this is sometimes you know, be, you know this could this could be an interesting question. I don't you know. know. <laughs> so this morning, you know, I'm dropping my two daughters off at daycare. Mm-hmm. And I see another family 
and they go, we have some news for you. We just want to let you know we're moving. Mm -hmm. And they didn't say where right away. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But when they said, I'm moving, I just kept thinking, Richmond, Richmond. Mm. And all of a sudden, you know, I go, well, where are you moving to? Mm -hmm. Richmond. And so so here's the mental gymnastics that Mm -hmm. I'm going through in my head. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I've talked with them. Have I asked them where they're from? Mm -hmm. Did I remember... Or is this really the Holy Spirit? And <clears throat> I guess where I'm leaving, and then I want you to kind of push back on it, is I go, maybe I talked with them. I'm not going to say that I didn't, you know, maybe I forgot that in the back mm-hmm. of my mind and subconsciously, but it just kind of seemed like to me that as I pray for this family, that becomes really, really important. Mm-hmm. I don't know. As you walk through that situation, you know, what would you push back to me or say or kind of... You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't push back. I, I would understand that uh, I would just uh, uh, say kudos to what the Holy Spirit dropped in your spirit, because you get back to the principle that Jesus talks about. He said, my sheep, they know my voice and the voice of a stranger. They won't they won't follow. Well, Jesus said when when he the spirit of truth has come, he will lead you into all all truth and then he says this concerning Richmond he'll show you things to come so that sounds like a person to me that that and the unseen uh, uh, person of the Holy Spirit the only part of the Godhead figure that's in this earth realm today that's why the work of the Holy Spirit is the most important work on earth the most important work on, on earth is not our jobs. The most important work on earth is not bureaucracy of government. The most important work on earth is not a cure for COVID-19. The most important work on earth is the work of the Holy Spirit in the lives of every individual mm. that comes into this earth realm. Because mm. that's how we will change our communities. That's how we'll change our state. That's how we'll change the nation. That's how we'll change the world. Mm. And that's how the kingdoms of this world can become the kingdoms of our God, only because of the leading of the person of the Holy Spirit Mm. and us yielding to him and allowing him coming to an end of ourselves. I was thinking about this is that, you know, when you think about uh, a lifeguard, any lifeguard worth their salt will never try to save an individual that's steady fighting. Steady fight now, because see both of them go down, and so, uh, they, so what'll happen once that person that's that's saying that they can't swim, once that person come to an end of their selves, the lifeguard is qualified and know how to get the person out. The Holy Spirit is qualified and know how to get us through everything that we endeavor to do, but He'll never force Himself. He's God, so He'll lead us. The Bible says and guide us into all truth. If we're going to Buffalo. Those directions will lead and guide us. Those directions won't, Peter, you're going to go this way. No, it, it, it'll just lead. It'll just say, well, get off of this exit, do that. So we may, I think we make it a lot, a lot more hmm. spookier than it is at all because God is, this is who God is. God is infinite, right? Hmm. Man is finite. And so you have this infinite being 
piping information to a finite being, and he doesn't like a painter. He'll give us a little bit. Walk in that light, Peter. I'll give you a little more. Hmm. And then he'll. That, that's just the way. That's the way he leads us and guides us. It's not. It's not anything strange. It's 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 in our everyday life. Hmm. What about when uh, when people, you know, how how would you suggest people? Let's talk Christians in particular right now. But I think you could have an interesting conversation with someone who is a Christian and just interact interacting with the world. I mean, you you kind of we've been talking about how someone. Um, is trying to to seek how the, the Holy Spirit is at work in, in, in their own lives, and, and then that affects how they're interacting with the world around them. But what about, let's say you, you were talking about getting getting the right directions mm. with the Buffalo or wherever else, mm. but like what happens when um, a group of people, let's just say even two people, kind of feel like they're, they're feeling directed different directions? What's a good process for them to really seek out what is the direction that that um, the person of the Holy Spirit is trying to 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 lead them to? Do you have any any tips or any um, well, any practices? Let's have some real fun with that. Oh, Peter's going to make an example. All right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. all right. So let's say I'm dating someone, okay, and I'm trying to decide on getting married. Mm-hmm. I've got a job opportunity in California, but I live in Rochester. Mm-hmm. It pays way more. My future wife wants to stay but I want to go take this job. What would you advise? Um, definitely um, um, where, see, because what the Holy Spirit will do, there, there will always be a peace about the situation. So I, I would put the cards, of course, the cards on the table to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I definitely want to take this, this job opportunity. But I definitely love my future wife, fiance, who I, who I would love to marry. And, and so I, I would weigh that, I would weigh that situation, uh, put it before him. And this is the thing about, about the Holy Spirit. He'll, he'll give you peace about it, but he, it's, if it's a force, he'll, because he's God, and, and we'll get back to the principle of God, that God so loved the world, right, that he, that he gave his only begotten son. So love gives and love always supplies. So I, I, w- I would say to that individual, I, I, would, I would put it out there to the Holy Spirit. But, but again, you, I think you'll just have a peace in your heart about it. And that's, that's how he leads us. He, he leads us and guides us into all truth. But um, he's the helper, though. See, he, he's, he's called to help. He won't do it for you. He'll He'll, he'll say, okay, so what, what, do you, what, what do you, God doesn't want world robots. So he doesn't, so he's not going to make us, even uh, our spouses that we have. See, what he'll do, he'll bring some candidates in, in, your, in, in front of you. Then you're, okay, so which one do you think you want? And he'll, he'll put, see, this is the thing with God. He doesn't, he doesn't, God never wanted robots. I, I know people say, well, you know, the Lord made me. No, God doesn't make. He doesn't, I, I, look at, Look throughout throughout the Bible, and you and you'll see where God just leads people, guys, because He wants us to do it because we love Him, not because He made us do it. So that 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 particular question, Peter, <laughs> would, would have everything to do with what does that person really, I think, really want, and and, and, and I, I just think that the Holy Spirit will give them peace on what direction was to travel in. I don't know if that answered your question. Or not. No, and, and I, I think even what you're saying is 
if you think you have peace, mm-hmm. but you're really doing things for selfish reasons, right? Um, either way, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe you should break up and move mm-hmm. to California. <laughs> right? Maybe, maybe this desire to go to California and climb the corporate ladder mm-hmm. isn't really a good one, right? But if you're not acknowledging, and I think what you're saying about peace is so powerful because what you're saying is, you know, you have to look beyond the situation. Mm-hmm. And you have to invite God into the process. That's the key. That is, see, because that's the whole thing. If we will invite him in, it don't make a difference because not, not that we're not going to make mistakes if we we invite him in. But the number one thing that I think God wants us to do is to always invite him in. I don't know if you guys ever heard this guy by the name of John John Wesley. And he made this statement, and it's amazing. He said, it seems like God has limited himself by our prayer life. Mm. And then he said this. He said, it seems like God can't do anything for humanity unless someone asks him to. And and that's just a whole other message in and of itself. But, but, But if you think about that, God is wanting us to do what you just said. He wants us just to invite him in. Now, when we invite him in, even if I make mistakes and I have not looking to, will make some more, not looking to, but we still have the presence of God. Mm. It's not like we didn't invite him in on that situation. So is that, do you think that's the biggest hang up for why we can't, why someone might be having a trouble identifying the presence of the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit in their life. I mean, is it like they didn't invite him in? Exactly. I, I, I think wholeheartedly because this is the thing, and I was thinking about this this morning. God does not, even to this moment, be it 220, 225, whatever the case may be, God does not trust us with anyone except himself. Think about it. He sold God. The Bible says God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. And so Jesus comes along, and then once He's He's with them, His disciples, He said, "I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm not I'm gonna give you the Holy Spirit." And then I think it's in Hebrews thirteen five. It, it, God says that uh, I'll, I'll never leave you, nor will I ever forsake you. God never He doesn't trust anyone with us except himself. Think about our children. Think about who and who do we really, we're not just going to turn our children over to anyone. Well, we can't love our children more than God loves us. So God always wanted to be present in our life. And when we acknowledge his presence, then he's basically, he's saying, I, I, can, I can protect my children. So. Mm. Roger, this is this is always a dream for our podcast. Up, it's like we, it's like we just had coffee and uh, we just have a couple thousand listeners, you know, for this. So, <laughs> Thanks, we uh, we always close with one question, um, and the question is, what does Jesus have to say about this topic? So, the good news is, you go last to clean up the mess that we might make. So, Aaron and I answer that, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how the Holy Spirit leads. I don't know. <laughs> you want to go first, Aaron, or? 
Sure. Um, I I think uh, I think it's always good to have the pastors go last so that you guys can clean up with the <laughs> communications guys. Says no. I think um, yeah. I I I obviously this is uh, a very important question. I mean, the Holy Spirit. Um, he's one of the the persons of of the Trinity of um, and he God wants to know us better and he wants him to know he wants us to know him better mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, I, I think that this exploration, which is why I was so interested in the in the sermon series that Pastor mm-hmm. Roger has been going through, that exploration is is important to um, really anyone's walk. Um, certainly, someone who has accepted Christ into their heart. If you want to get to know God better, then this is an important topic to, to be uh, diving into and, and learning more about what the scriptures say. So no, I think this is great. I think there's, I feel like we kind of just scratched the surface and there's so much more to talk about, but, um, thank you, Pastor Roger. for being here. Yeah. So <clears throat> as I was thinking, what would Jesus say about this? And, um, I was trying to just reflect on every big decision in my life. And I, I don't think that I've ever made a big decision that when I prayed about it, that I look back and I regret, even if the results are bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, so probably the last biggest decision was moving to Rochester to marry my wife. Mm-hmm. Prayed a lot about it. Um, didn't land at Browncroft right away. Like mm-hmm. basically, I I kind of pushed aside my career goals just to move here for my wife. Now. Mm-hmm. I know we just asked that question. I'm not telling you you have to move for your wife. You got to follow the Holy Spirit. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. but the point is, is that in in these big decisions, I felt like they were really bathed in prayer. Mm-hmm. And when we say that, like I was praying, the people around me were praying. They were giving me advice. Where I get tripped up are the little decisions mm-hmm. that I didn't pray. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jesus makes this comment about us being, gives us this picture about the vine and the branches about being so close to him. Mm-hmm. And you're right to, to call Jesus and the Holy Spirit and God, the father, a person is just helpful because mm-hmm. we say things like we don't feel it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was even thinking about this. I don't always feel close to my wife, right, right, right. you know, we're mm-hmm. in the same room. Mm-hmm. But I don't, you know, I've got a crying one-year-old and I've got a four-year-old that wants to do something Mm -hmm. like put together a thousand piece puzzle. I don't always feel close, but that doesn't mean that they're not there. And so as I'm kind of leaving this question, you know, why can't I feel the Holy Spirit in my life? You know, are there times that God has invited himself into our lives that we're not seeing Mm -hmm. or have we not invited him in? And I I think that that's kind of what you're pushing us Mm -hmm. is to kind of get beyond that. Um, And so I just think that that's powerful. Absolutely. Uh, I I, I think if I if I had to just share with just the last thing is that um, if we can practice um, coming to an end of ourselves. Because if we practice coming to an end of ourselves, and if I say to the Holy Spirit every morning, Holy Spirit, I just ask that you lead me and guide me this day. Father, I, I, your, your word declares that my tongue is the pen of a ready writer. So I ask that you allow me to write those things that you would have for me to write. And, and that's, that's what it is. And just invite them in. The results will always come out if we just invite them in. I think what, what happens a lot of time we just don't invite them in and so that's why 
we have some different things going on in our life. But I just, as you said earlier, Peter, you, you, you invited them in. You bathed it in prayer from a standpoint of moving here. All the other things, the, the, the little little thing, that, that's, that's small and insignificant. But if we do the number one thing, just invite them in, there's more than one way that God can do what he does. And so uh, thank you guys so very much for inviting me. And so, so where can people find you online or if they're looking for you? Um, we can, uh, of course, in Christ New Hope Ministry, 155 Pinnacle Road, the, time, the town of Henrietta, uh, our services, uh, Wednesday service, uh, 12 noon Bible class. We have a Sunday morning service, of course, that starts at 1030. Um, and um, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitter, I think that's about it. That's <laughs> all good. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Medell. Thank you so much for being here. We love having a live audience. So there we go. You can find us at whygodwhypodcast.com. The best way to get a hold of us is to subscribe to our email. You'll get this episode and other excellent episodes. Thank you so much for joining us.